Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your sports break for the January 15th edition, as we will talk some about some of the greatest athletes in the world and some milestone moments that they had on the date of January 15th through history and some great sporting events as well, as well as the uniform numbers that these folks may have wore when they did these great events. But before we get to that, let's make sure you're aware of, if you like jersey numbers, we cover the greatest athletes of the four major North American sports and professional levels right now. And uh, we're moving on into some other things later, but you can go to any sport. Uh, you could do a Google search on it, or you can go to our search box on jerseydispatch.com and type in the greatest NHL players at number whatever, number 16, number 81, whatever you want to do, the greatest NBA players at number 12, uh, the greatest NFL players at number 10. You can look at all those and see the collection of these great athletes that wore that jersey number uh, and wore it proudly in some of the best athletes that wore that number. So make sure you check that out on jerseydispatch.com. Now for your uniform numbers for this January 15th that we'll cover today. The numbers are 3, 1, 33, 14, 19, 70, 24, 12, 55, 16, 79, 54, 45, and number 56. January 15, 1892 is where we'll start. And the basketball rules first published uh, were in the Triangle magazine, and they were written by Mr. James Naismith, the creator of basketball, who you know had to come up with a sport in the off-season of football to, to keep those athletes in shape. And a, a great way to do that is you have 11 on a side in football, is to have two teams of five in running around in a basketball gym or a gymnasium at the time wasn't a basketball gym and uh you know the story is tremendous with uh, the first they were grabbing they wanted to have boxes to throw the box into and a janitor was sent to go try to find some boxes that the the round ball would fit into and he found some old peach baskets and thus the name basket ball was by mr james naismith and that janitor way back when january 15th 1934 probably the most famous number three in baseball history babe ruth of the new york yankees took an approximately 33 percent pay cut at the end of his career for one year to play for $35,000. Not a bad sum back in 1934. January 15th, 1950, Terry Sawchuk, the legendary goalie of the Detroit Red Wings, recorded his first shutout in his NHL career against the New York Rangers in a 1-0 score. Now, the rookie goaltender wearing the number one on the back of his sweater would go on to register an amazing 115 games without letting a goal uh, go between the pipes on his watch during his tenured career between the pipes. January 15, 1956, the sixth National Football League Pro Bowl. Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It was the Eastern Conference in this game that defeated the Western Conference by the score of 31-30. That must have been a great one to watch. The MVP of this game was Chicago Cardinals running back, number 33, Ollie Matson. Now, Ollie Matson has a great story, and our friend Joe Ziemba 
on his When Football Was Football podcast, as well as a couple of his books on the Chicago Cardinals, has a, some great information on Ollie Masson if you're interested. You can go and find both Joe's books and his podcast on sportshistorynetwork.com. January 15, 1957, at the 7th NBA All-Star Game, the Boston Celtics point guard Bob Cousy, sporting his number 14 jersey, won the game's MVP award in front of a home crowd at the Boston Garden. In the game, it was the East team defeating the West 109-97. And according to the Boston Globe the next day, Cousy edged out Maurice Stokes of the West based on his late-game playmaking and ball handling that befuddled the opposition. We have a great uh, picture from the Boston Globe, that article from newspapers.com on Jersey Dispatch for this January 15th edition. January 15th, 1961, the 11th Pro Bowl. The Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, the Western Conference, defeated the Eastern Conference 35-31. to Most valuable players, and there were two of them, they were on offense. Quarterback of the Baltimore Colts, number 19, Johnny Unitas. And for the defense, it was the New York Giants great linebacker, number 70, Sam Huff. Two true legends of that 1960s era uh, football. You can't get any better than that, than Huff and Unitas. January 15, 1964, the San Francisco Giants make champion outfielder Willie Mays, wearing number 24, the highest paid player in baseball when they signed him to a new $105,000 per season contract. That was pretty, really big money for an athlete in that, those days. Now, January 15, 1966, the fifth AFL All-Star Game at Rice Stadium in Houston. The All-Stars defeated the champion Buffalo Bills 30-19. Most valuable players were New York Jets quarterback number 12, Joe Namath. We'll hear about him quite a bit uh, in the future of football. And on defense, Los Angeles Chargers linebacker number 55, Frank Buncombe. On January 15, 1967, it was a true watershed moment in football history. Super Bowl I, then known as the AFL-NFL Championship game, uh, was played at the LA Memorial Coliseum in LA. Now, the Green Bay Packers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs 35-10. Most valuable player was Green Bay Packers quarterback number 12, Bart Starr. And over on pigskindispatch.com for uh, the January 15th edition, it's on the front page of pigskindispatch.com, we have a great write-up on Super Bowl One and Bart Starr and the, ho- the whole game they're going and a lot of links to some other articles that we have there. So make sure you check that out, pigskindispatch.com. January 15th, 1974, it was the 24th NBA All-Star Game at the Seattle Center Coliseum. It was the West defeating the East 134-23. Most valuable player was Detroit Pistons number 16, Bob Lanier. And we have some great basketball uh, podcasts over on Sports History Network. We have the Basketball 101 with host of Rick Loeza, Basketball 101, and we also have a newer uh, podcast to Sports History Network, Dingers and Dunks with host Shad Kane, both excellent uh, jobs on basketball, and don't forget about the Historically Speaking podcast with Dana Augusta, as well as Hello Old Sports with the Newman brothers, Dan and Andrew, a lot of basketball being covered there, and and Warren Rogan too, (laughs) those are just a few of the, the great NBA and professional basketball podcasts you can check out on Sports History Network and I strongly uh, recommend you to do that. 
uh, January 15, 1978, we had another Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl uh, 12 in the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana was the host city. And the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Denver Broncos 27 to 10 in a rare fashion. The most valuable player, there was two of them for the Super Bowl, and they were both on the defensive side. As Dallas defensive end, number 79, Harvey Martin, and his Cowboys teammate defensive tackle, number 54, Randy White, shared the honor because what a brick wall they caused for the Denver Broncos to try to run through, and they obviously didn't do a good job of it, only scoring 10 points in that game. Now, January 15, 1981, the St. Louis Cardinals legendary pitcher, number 45, Bob Gibson, was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility after a stellar 17-year career. He pulls 337 votes from the Baseball Writers Association of America, and for that day, uh, that is a pretty big number, very popular vote to get him in, and very deservedly so. And on January 15, 1986, Montreal's rookie goaltender, number 33, Patrick Waugh, recorded the first of his 66 career NHL shutouts between the pipes in the Canadiens' 4-0 win over the Winnipeg Jets at the Forum. In 1987, on the 15th of January, we had the Boston Celtics legendary forward, number 33, Larry Bird. What a player he was. He was named as the Man of the Year by the Sporting News and the Athlete of the Year by the Associated Press. The interesting thing about that, you know, no wonder that Larry Bird would get that, but this is the first time that one athlete gained both distinctions in both of those periodicals. Uh, very rare indeed, and Larry Bird got that honor. What a great player. January 15th, 1994, the New York football giants legendary linebacker number 56, Lawrence Taylor, announced his retirement from playing football in the NFL. January 15, 1997, the Seattle Supersonics number 14, Sam Perkins, tied another NBA legendary 14, Jeff Hornacek's NBA single game record by connecting on eight straight three-point field goals during the Sonics 122-78 thumping of the visiting Toronto Raptors. The Hornacek set a then NBA record with eight consecutive three-pointers in a single game against the Seattle Supersonics on November 23rd, 1994. So the Supersonics were involved in both of those games, uh, one with their guy Perkins hitting them, and the other uh, originally before that was Hornacek against them, uh, scoring those those great numbers. And the uh, Seattle also, during that 1997 game, set an NBA steals record with 27 in the contest uh, over against the Raptors, and uh, they were just uh, suffering some, some great play by Seattle that day, which was Toronto uh, taking some early bruises in that season. So that is your sports history for this January 15th. Some great sports break moments and uh, great uniform num- moments and uh, preserving this uh, f- history of sports in such an amazing way of talking about these great athletes and the things that they've done. We do this each and every day. Uh, it's no surprise. We are certainly glad that you joined us today. We'd love to have you and welcome you to join us each and every day and you can also find us our website jerseydispatch.com and our sister station pigskindispatch.com some great football some great sports history there uh orville mulligan sports writer is another uh 
thing that project that we are associated with. It's a great uh, sports history audio drama, which I think you'll find very interesting. A lot of accurate football and uh, baseball and wrestling and uh, boxing and general American history is involved in that. Uh, Oz Davis is uh, does a great job of writing. We have some tremendously talented uh, actors that uh, participate in that, and I think you'll really find it enjoyable. OrvilleMulligan.com or on the Sports History Network or your favorite podcast provider under Orville Mulligan Sports Writer. Now, till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.